Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Michael Lynn, developer advocate at MongoDB, and this is the MongoDB podcast. Today's show is all about time. Where are you spending your time? How much time do you spend writing code, working with data? How much time do you spend in meetings? Are you working remotely or are you back in person? How productive are you with your time? Some interesting results in a report put together by Retool. Today on the show, Chris Smith, developer advocate at Retool, and Ivana Ivanovic, head of content. We're going to talk about some of those interesting results in this report put together by Retool. Retool, by the way, a pretty fascinating set of tools that enables you to create internal tools much faster, more efficiently. After all, it is all about productivity and time, right? Hey, before we get to the show, I want to ask a favor. If you wouldn't mind, take a moment, head on over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, leave a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Leave a comment, leave a rating. I'm going to use this to improve the show. Hopefully, make content that you'll like better. Thanks, folks. Stay tuned. Well, welcome to the show, Chris. It's great to have you on the podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, let folks know who you are and what you do. My name is Chris Smith. I'm a developer advocate at Retool. Really look at how do we create content and engage with developers the world over and really share all the cool things about Retool as a product. Fantastic. And Ivana, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Ivana. I'm a head of content at Retool. And today we're going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart, where engineers spend their time. So Ivana, if I could ask you to maybe give some background on the report that was written. Yeah, sure thing. Well, you know, Retool is obviously natively interested in how engineers spend their time. The whole product was really built uh, as a time-saving device and, and definitely is working as such. And then, of course, these days, everybody seems interested in the topic, right? Various threads of hacker news, Twitter in the news, people are interested where ICs and managers spend their time. We had some, we saw some really fun threads on and bizarre threads on hacker news, like people working several jobs at the same time. There's obviously a lot of talk on the, uh, you know, influence of the pandemic on health and well-being and engagement, not just the pandemic, but it's a, obviously a new era of remote work. So all of these questions uh, we're interested in, the world is interested in. So we thought we'd ask engineers. And so we surveyed 600 of them. And the results of the survey are in this report that we produced called State of Engineering Time. Inaugural, first in the world, first for Retool, 2022 State of Eng Time. So for the folks listening that are also interested in where engineers are spending their time, we'll include links in the show notes. So make sure you check those out. Uh, Chris, so what was your involvement in the creation of the report? Uh, Ivana and I chatted a bunch uh, along the way in terms of what questions we should ask, really thinking about how are developers using their time? How do we ask some questions that's really going to give us a nuanced understanding of where they're spending their time and how much open source code they're using and what they're spending their time waiting on and things like that. Yeah. Were there any surprises uh, that came out of the 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 study? I think there were a number of surprises. I, I was surprised to see just how much time um, engineers are spending in a flow state or really how little time. I mean, the majority of people say it's less than 10 hours per week. That's just pretty wild to think of an entire week. You know, 25% of the time is is in that really deeply focused, creative, you know, productive time. Yeah. 
you know, so I don't, I don't feel so bad now. I mean, I spend, <laughs> I spend probably less than three hours uh, per week these days. I mean, I, I do a lot of recording and things like that, and I'm, I'm not sure that falls into engineering time. But so, how many uh, engineers or developers were polled as part of the survey? So 600, 300 individual contributors. Um, so software engineers who are not managing other people, basically, and then 300 senior or and or managing engineers. And I should mention, none were retool customers. This was a completely independent survey run through a research firm by the name of Wakefield. Okay, so Wakefield. Now, why? Why would retool be so interested in this type of data? It's a really good question. Well, I think, like, for one thing, it's a really hot topic. We, interestingly, we actually have a chat coming up with our VP of engineering, Nora Jones from Jelly and Uma from Render, who's a VP of engineering there, formerly of Stripe fame. And, and moderated by Red Monk, they as engineer and heads of engineering and engineers manager are deeply interested in where their teams spend their time. And this is not from some like Orwellian perspective or like where does every minute go, but more that everybody is noticing kind of the consequences of administrative overlay to people's time, you know, as even the small startups as they grow, scheduling starts to replace. And obviously with scheduling, replacing the good old tap on the shoulder, as Sneer on our team said, this just doesn't lend itself well to engineering work, right? I mean, the default setting on the Google calendar for a meeting is 30 minutes. This is not great for engineering, right? So that lack of deep flow time that people really need to build and what engineers really like to do is build and like not sit in meetings and build consensus and what have you. So heads of engineering, team managers are interested in this. Obviously, ICs are interested in it. There is frustration, right? Over 30% of people, according to our survey, say that they'd like to spend less time on interviewing people. You know, recruiting is hard. Obviously, we need engineers to spend time there, but that's kind of, that's a lot of time, right? Mm -hmm. we, we really wanted to ask people what the top things are that they would like to spend less time on and more time on. And again, Engineering productivity is at the heart of our efforts, right? We our retail products was built to replace a bunch of repetitive tasks. So I hope that answers the question. Yeah. It's kind of both from a team and product perspective, it's a very natural fit for us. Yeah. I, and I appreciate the depth that, that you're going into. I'm curious about other surprises or interesting information that came out of the report. And, and I'm thinking about the report you know, from my own perspective, I'm thinking about this, the great resignation and the massive numbers of people that are actually leaving the engineering world. Are there any insights that you, you were able to glean from the survey around that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, a lot of the stuff speaks to it. I think this lack of deep state flow time and I imagine some of the frustration around our top conclusion, one of our top conclusions, which is that wrangling machines is just really still hard. There's been a proliferation of all these cool tools that, that were supposed to make deploying apps less complicated, yet somehow it still takes a really long time to you know, do large-scale migrations of frameworks and libraries, of fixing documentation or getting context, merging conflicts, like you name it, right? Lots of time on testing, which is a good thing. But still, you know, there's like a lot of waiting around both on machines and then on people too, waiting for code review, for example. That's one of the charts in our report. Amount of time for code to fully ship to customer. All of this stuff, it can be not so exciting for people and how they spend their days and what, how they want to see their work come to fruition. So I, I like to mention that to me, it's kind of like it used to be really 
prestigious to be a doctor, right? You were like incredibly well paid and you were helping people. And nowadays you have to wonder, you know, doctors have like 15 minutes to talk to patients. They're underpaid. They're, you know, ruled by insurance companies. So is engineering still a desirable profession? And we certainly want it to be, but how fun and how productive is it really today, right? I think another interesting thing that comes out of this is all of this data is it's really opportunities for the next wave of entrepreneurs to look at these processes and say, oh, 40% of people are saying it's a significant issue every week to spend time waiting on large-scale migration migrations of core frameworks. Or, you know, 40% of the time people are spending or, or saying it's a big issue waiting on people or sorting out merge conflicts. All of this is it's an opportunity for the next set of people to come in and build better tooling, better processes. But I, but I also know that it does contribute to people being less interested or, or maybe less interested in working full time. And you, you, you have a lot of people resigning right now or, or going to part-time work. And you know, I, think, I think these aspects of the day-to-day operations of doing engineering can weigh people down. Now, Chris, how long have you been a developer slash developer advocate? Developer, I mean, in the most basic sense, I started coding uh, in middle school on an old basic computer on my mom's computer and and uh, writing little programs. To, I was taking piano lessons at the time, and uh, I figured out I could write a program to um, play Fury Elise on <laughs> in the 8-bit the um, speaker on the motherboard. So maybe from the beginning, I've been a hacker. I'd say I've always been inclined towards hacking and... That led to working in engineering for about six years across sensor-based automation systems, and then uh, worked at Segment and sort of cloud-based um, API integrations, uh, data migrations, that kind of thing. And then, uh, and then spent the last year and a few months now at Retool, helping with onboarding developers onto the platform. And as a developer advocate, how much time do you spend in the engineering space? Really not a whole lot anymore. I mean, most of it's if the most technical stuff I'm doing is building apps that really show the capabilities of the product, I'm trying to emphasize how to how do we do different types of integrations? How can you write JavaScript within the app? What types of um, SQL queries can you write and how can you structure them? But it's really pretty minimal compared to a everyday engineering job. So as the report came together and you were reviewing some of the findings, how how much did you agree with the results of the the survey? I mean, most most everything really. Like things like um, so, we have a, a section in it that's the top things that engineers wish they could spend less time on. And both senior and managing engineers and the individual contributors said that like testing changes, writing tests, doing manual tests was the top uh, answer, and that. Yeah, definitely resonates with me. You know, you you build the app or the whatever the product or the feature is, and the last thing you want to do is go back and write some test to make it really robust. You would just want to ship it and you know wipe your hands of it and be done and and feel like you kind of finished the job. And so that makes a lot of sense. The next one on the individual contributor section was about refactoring code. That's always annoying. I think there's been times though when I found that to be really interesting to think about how do you zoom out and just structure things in a more efficient way, but when you have other timelines and you really have to refactor code to, you know, meet performance requirements, that that could be really cumbersome. So those those are two that stand out. Interviewing is another one that comes up. I mean, regardless of on the engineering side, but interviewing can oftentimes feel like a 
you know, you might be in the middle of, of a flow state trying to get things done and then have to jump off and meet someone new and uh, go through, you know, the questions and evaluation and, you know, logging interview responses. And it's about 33% of people said that that was a, something they wish they could spend less time on. So resonate with that as well. I absolutely agree with that. I think the the troublesome thing about that is that that interviewing someone and uh, and and tallying the scores and working someone through the hiring process is so dramatically different than the flow state associated with you know writing some code. Yeah, totally. And was, there was an interesting answer that came out on this one on the senior and managing engineer side. That was twenty six percent of senior and managing engineers said they could wish they could spend less time having fun with coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. I wonder if that's because there's some sense of obligation for, um, you know, you need to like kind of, you got a lot of this stuff to do, but you need to be team building or something. Yeah. Ivana, the way that the report is structured is interesting. Some of the sections are assertions. Okay. So one of them is, I guess the, the section is we're all running other people's code. And then in that section, we've got things like investing in and using open source. We get some insights around that. It's an interesting way to structure a report. I think I like the the way that the separate sections are are assertions, and I can kind of gauge my interest as to whether or not I agree with those assertions. How did you come up with that? That's a really great question. It was definitely uh, collective work, including um, the person who wrote the report. Who I I haven't asked his permission to to publicize his name here, so I'll refrain <laughs> okay. for the moment. But it definitely, it was a very strong team effort. It also included a couple of engineers from our team because we didn't want to do this as a kind of a DevRel strictly effort. So, you know, when you read reports like this, if you're just bombarded with stats, I think that's not very interesting or helpful for that matter. Mind you, we asked 20 questions. We got a ton of data. So it took some sifting through to both understand what would be interesting to people and put it in a narrative of some sorts. To your point, People may or may not agree, but I think the assertions we made were those that we really felt very strongly the data is telling. So we didn't just, you know, opinionate rather, or opine, rather, we really try to just put figures in words, basically. So it seems quite simple. If you're only asking 20 questions, how could there be so many insights? And I guess it has to do with the y-axis, right? The difference of the population, is that it? Difference in population and also very uh, uh, multiple options to multiple answer option against multiple choice. I'm not being clear. Uh, multiple choice questions, correct? Because sometimes it's a lot of choices, so kind of combining that data and collating it and then representing it visually is not a trivial task. So. And I ask how long it took to produce the report. It's a great question. So you know, you prepare your questions, then you go to field for about two to three weeks. Then it takes a couple of weeks for whoever is doing this to actually present you with the data. Then you sit down and like think hard about the data. Then you write the report, Then, mm -hmm. which takes about a week to two. Then you inevitably rewrite it a couple of times. So probably about a month to like really design the charts and write it. And that, you know, we thought would take less time, but it always takes longer. And then there's the web part, which all depends on how efficient your your teams are. So we, we managed to do this pretty quickly, I think, like in a about a week to put on web once it was designed, so. Yeah. One of the interesting assertions is around remote work life. Uh, so work productivity compared to before COVID-19. Now, to me, it looks like a fairly interesting bell distribution between significantly less productive 
on one side and significantly more productive on the other. But I have to question, I mean, I think for me personally, I'm, I'm far more productive post-COVID remote simply because I'm at my computer more, I'm not traveling as much, and my company has really done an amazing job of giving me tools that can help me be more productive. The leveraging communication tools and and work from home tools and support tools and you know I I find myself significantly more productive in the co- post COVID world. I'm curious, Chris, what's your experience in that domain? I think I think I thought that was an interesting looking chart as well with the sort of normal distribution in terms of. I thought it was really interesting just to see the numbers. They're like, yeah, like a lot of people are saying they're more productive. And a lot of people are saying they're less productive. And so what what are the dynamics that are at play there? I think when I think about myself, um, and, and there was another question we asked that kind of led towards what their most productive work model is, where you have fully remote, partly remote, and fully in, os- in office. And about 36% of individual contributors said fully in office. About 21% said fully remote. 44% said partly remote. And I think that really resonates with me. It's like partly remote is a majority and that's also what I would prefer. It's like I'd prefer to have some time when I can be kind of separate from distractions. I can set up in my own space. I can just have some deeper flow time, but also still have the opportunity to have some social connection and you know play some games around the office or go out for lunch with colleagues, that kind of thing. And uh, I think that's probably also why some people are less productive in a remote sense, in a fully remote sense, like say during COVID, because uh, I think I think that lack of social connection can sometimes um, take away from people's productivity. So I'd, I'd, it'd be really curious to go in and do some like qualitative analysis on who's answering, you know, significantly less productive, somewhat less and, and see what the reasons are. I, I have to say this as a mom or a three-year-old, I can tell you, office, there were many, many days when the office seemed so attractive. And I think that's the case for many parents. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, We're talking about the 2022 State of Engineering Time, a report produced, I guess, produced by Retool, right? Yes. Produced by Retool. Ivana, where can people get a hold of this report? So it's online. It's retool.com slash reports slash state of engineering time 2022 with dashes in between those words. And I know you'll paste the link in your um, podcast notes. So Absolutely. Make sure you check the show notes for details and links. Are there any other interesting elements of the report that you want to pull out or, or call out before we begin to wrap? I think the reliance on open source is really an interesting tidbit here. I think nobody would be surprised that open source is so popular, but just as we say in the report, the degree to which it's really essential to every company is astounding. And I think we all have a lot of thinking to do on how to you know, support this model being healthy and helpful to people and sustainable, right? That is an interesting stat. Well, Ivana... Chris, this has been a great chat. I want to thank you for taking time out. Uh, once again, we're talking about the state of engineering time. It's a report produced by Retool. I'll include links in the show notes. Chris, anything else before we wrap? No, thanks. Thanks for checking it out. And uh, yeah, be sure and check out Retool as well. I mean, we make a tool that saves engineers a ton of time and I love it. And that's why I work with Retool. And so 
um, would highly recommend anybody that's trying to save time to check out Retool. Absolutely. We'll also include links to, to Retool. Ivana, anything else before we wrap? Yeah, we're very open to feedback. You'll see an opportunity to tweet to us um, in the report. Please do. I know there are controversial findings. We want to hear from you. Thanks once again. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Mike. Special thanks to Chris and Ivana for joining me today. Make sure you visit retool.com. Check out their tools. Check out the report. You can find links in the show notes today. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>